You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review. It's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Oh, hello there. Welcome back to Bleak in Review, Quarantine Quickie number 41. I'm your host, Kevin Anderson, and boy, did I think that there would be way less than 41 episodes of Quarantine Quickies when I started this shit. I thought there'd be like 10. And here we are, eight days away from Halloween on the day you're hearing this, if you're hearing it the day that it came out. But who could care? Life's still kind of the same People have either settled into the madness and are making the best of it, or losing their goddamn minds and doing bad things. It's a a specific subsection of ennui that I've been experiencing lately. You may have noticed last week I didn't even have the energy to do an intro, but now I've got one. I think, and I was talking about this with my uh, temporary roommate slash co-host on the formerly titled... One and a Half Men podcast on the Bleak and Review Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bleak and Review, everybody. Show's probably going to be called Fun Hinged going forward. It's it's catchier. But Hollis Black is who I'm talking about. We had this conversation earlier today, and I think it tracks as uh, one of the only bits of joy, one of the only things I've actively celebrated in quarantine, or in 2020 in general, was the possibility that Trump might die from COVID. I celebrated that more than my own birthday in June. And that was like a glimmer of hope. And yeah, obviously, you know, we can talk about what that would mean if he actually died and then Pence and whatever. That's I don't even want to think that far into it because obviously, yes. But just to know that there was some sense of normalcy and being like, oh, of course, yeah, you got the disease. I've talked about this on other shows. But now that he doesn't have it anymore, it's just back to the same shit. Like, I've talked endlessly on the show about how it's ridiculous that Trump's obviously a criminal and nothing can really stick. You know, we have so much stuff against him and so many facets of being a criminal, ranging the gamut, really, and nothing stuck. And now that's even like applicable to health stuff like, oh, yeah, he also got COVID, but it was like fine in a week because, you know, he's the president and has the best access to healthcare and private helicopters to fly in places. And even though he was actively not trying to cooperate with medical professionals, he's fine because nothing can kill you when you're richer than sin. And it's disheartening, you know, and there's just been a kind of general malaise. Like now that he's fine, I'm back to the thing of, oh yeah, nothing's going to (laughs) change. But this is mostly a lighthearted episode where I don't talk about horrific stuff with my upcoming guest, Olivia Haidar. We mostly talk about movies and stuff. but So in that vein, I just want to air something non-political in the intro here before we move forward with the episode, and that is, uh, you've all heard me talk about that sandwich group that I'm in on Facebook. I don't care about that sandwich group anymore, mostly because, you know, everyone's post is either tits or people being mad that there's tits or guys who think it's funny to be like, well, here's my belly. If you, yeah, equal it's I'm cool too. I don't know. It's everybody. It's this huge circle jerk of bullshit. And I don't care about the group anymore. 
But I am in another group that recently pissed me off, and it's disappointing. A friend of mine invited me to a group called Roast My Ugly Vegan Food. Now, I am not a vegan, but I do like writing fun roast jokes. And the premise of the group is to, you know, people post pictures of shitty food they made, and you make fun of it. And we all understand that because it's called Roast My Ugly Vegan Food. But I've seen a lot of people in this group who are upset when you do that. (laughs) It's like, why are you here? Or they'll like post like really good looking food and they're like, hey, hey, try to roast this. Like, okay, I get it. You're kind of playing by the rules, but you're also just like bragging. And that's fine, you know, cling to what you got in quarantine. But like I made a joke that got deleted on one of – it was, you know, some gross pile of like pudding and potatoes. I don't know what it was. It was like brown and potato-y and it was, looked like a big lump of nothing. And everyone's joke because, you know, the internet's so creative is, oh, is that baby poop? Is that poopy? Is that poops? Because if that's poops, that's pretty funny. And, you know, all those comments get to stay and everyone likes those. And I I called it a Cronenberg slop because it looked like something from a Cronenberg movie. And it was sloppy and it was a mess. And I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, the original poster, I believe, or somebody deleted that comment. And I'm like, huh. So this isn't so much about deleting hurtful things. It's just jokes you don't understand, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to... um, be too harsh but that group isn't full of the brightest folk there was one post that got like 800 likes where someone just like had a gourd and it kind of looked like a dick and they were like oh look at what my girlfriend found and everyone was like ha, penis that's hilarious and i thought i would test the waters with some anti-comedy and i just said i don't get the joke can somebody explain it to me and the original poster was like oh it's funny because it looks like a dick and then somebody else who got what i was doing was like no i think it's 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 funny because it looks like a banana and this post is bananas and i was like oh yeah it is this is bananas and the guy goes no it's a dick that's why it's funny and I, no i don't i don't think that's why it's funny but you know we'll just have to agree to disagree i'm pretty sure that this isn't a dick and it did it just sailing seven feet above the head of the original poster and i guess it's just comforting because you know i and i never really believe this but there's this thing about like vegans are better than everybody and they're smarter. And in some ways they are like, I genuinely respect the shit out of vegans because it's the lifestyle that a lot of people should probably be living if they want to be healthier and do less damage to the environment via factory farming and methane gas and everything like that. The libertarians will definitely be like, but soy. And then you can, you know, promptly tell them to fuck off. But, (laughs) But like, so yeah, like I, I think that generally I respect the shit out of vegans, but it's like nice to know like, oh, a lot of you are fucking stupid. <laughs> like just like everybody else, <laughs> like you don't get the jokes that I make and they're not high class jokes. They're not, I'm not, you know, being pedantic or, or pretentious. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. The great equalizer is the internet, right? We're all fucking stupid sometimes. Anyway. We're all fucking stupid sometimes here on Bleak and Review. This is going to be a fun quarantine quickie coming up here after the break. Uh, I believe we got a, we're doing another throwback ad. I believe it's from uh, the parent from Cindy Aravina um, at Cindy Aravina Jr. on all the things. Dear friend of the show, certainly. Uh, yeah, you can check out that ad. Hopefully you'll enjoy that. And then after that, uh, my, my dear pal Olivia Haidar, as I mentioned before, is on the show again. She's on the show a lot. She's great. She's one of my buds. And we mostly don't talk about the nightmare of the world. We talk about movies and and our favorite 
talking animal movies and our least favorite talking animal movies. It's a lot of that. So hopefully you're also high like I was when I recorded it. <laughs> Bleak and Review will return momentarily after this ad with Olivia Haidar here on, I don't know, the radio. <laughs> Times are tough. Many people just like you are working from home with children to look after. Maybe you never realized how awful they are until now. They smell. They talk too much. Jason, Jason told me he could put fire ants in his nose and so I'm And worst of all, they're not bringing in any money. Don't you wish there was a way to make sure your kids didn't cause any trouble and you could focus on making your billionaire boss as much money as possible? Help me help you. Introducing the parent. Disguised as a friendly parrot, this motion sensor activated device will do all the parenting you simply can't. Never repeat yourself again. This handy device will play your most berating rants to your children with crystal clear sound. They'll have no idea it's not you talking. I told you to knock it off with the roughhousing. Parented. It's simple. Just get fired up, record your lecture, nag, or outright bemoaning, and let the backseat parenting begin. Use it for virtually any situation. Kids won't clean their room. If I come in your room and see a single toy on the floor, I'm going to make sure you never leave the house after this is all over. Parented. <laughs> Teenagers constantly breaking social distancing rules. I'm going to delete all your school assignments so you'll never get to graduate high school. Parented. <laughs> Our patent-pending past agrotechnology delivers just the right amount of guilt-inspiring inflections and disappointed undertones in your speech, so your kids will finally learn their lessons. Don't directly instill fear into their hearts. Let the parent do it for you. For just three easy payments of $19.95, your kids will never get away with anything again. Warning, the parent will not do your child's homework or raise your IQ. If left with parent too long, your child may exhibit signs of resentment towards you or become a murderer. Parent Industries does not accept responsibility for future incidents involving your child. For all your parenting troubles, the answer is a parent. <laughs> Alright, it's a wrap on the parrot VO. Uh, somebody kill the parrot and uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Huh? This is how the episode's gonna go. <laughs> Just be high and stupid the whole time. Hell yeah! As opposed That's how to I'm on every podcast. No, you have informed opinions about oh, yeah, film, totally. and we're gonna get into that for sure. Because my pre-planned <laughs> question is very specific this week. Oh, okay. But I would like this cold open to begin with. Fuck naps, right? Uh, no. You you like naps? Not. Pro pro nap. Really pro nap. Very much so. You never don't you feel the worst when you get up though? Uh it depends like on when I took the nap and how long it lasted for. Sure. Like I've had times where it's gone way too late and then I feel bad. Because then it's that just it's just part good. of sleep. Right, exactly. <laughs> it just feels like unbroken like broken sleep. Uh but no, I I, I, I 
like naps are a regular part of my <laughs> daily routine. You know, I did, I did, every, every... I did like the last hour of my work shift. You know, I work like calm down and like I didn't really have much to do. I was like, oh, I'll go like lay down and play around on my phone. Surely I'll get up before the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. And then I slept for like 90 minutes. Uh, not intending to do that. It was one of those ones where you absolutely drool, so like you clearly needed the nap. Oh yeah, no, you really were in the rim. Yeah, the we, deep got, rim. we got into the. We got we got all up in the rim's guts. Yeah, <laughs> deep rim. That, that's like I'm sure, that's like the third in the Pacific Rim trilogy. Is that true? <laughs> rim's guts. Deep rim. Deep rim's guts. Deep rim's guts. Oh my god! Wait, wait. There, there's, there's gonna be three of those, right? Is it gonna, they're gonna do it. They did do a second one. With John Boyega. <laughs> and he's great. He's great, but it's not, you know, it wasn't directed by Guillermo del Toro. So it's, oh, the Torms. Yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to go along with it, but that is legitimately a, never a nickname that I've. Guillermo uh, del Torbjorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's working, something. It, it, that's an Overwatch person that is right? yes he's the the little uh gnomish fella with the he, tripod uh the tripod with the <laughs> turret <laughs> yeah uh i play that game sometimes and i only know maybe half of the characters names and what they do there's a lot there's a lot of lore there that blizzard uh kind of cared about but not a whole lot like they definitely didn't they gave it like they gave it like a couple good. There's like an hour and a half of cinematic uh, like pieces that they've made yeah. like, to explain the backstory, and I've watched all of them, and it's so I kind of know. Really bizarre uh, game to have completely super like in depth lore. Yeah, because the it was game, literally just killing each other over well, and over yeah, again. Yeah, the game does not present it to you in any way to, while you're playing. No, no, not, not at all. even like is like really background info like w- during matches. Like you don't really, there's no like real character dialogue or anything. <laughs> yeah, like occasionally in your start room, like you and someone on your team's characters will have a little back and forth about right. their whole deal. But like it's like, oh, what do you think about the uh, the robot monk? He's kind of weird. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And it's like just very like chatty lines that are like, fun. Level. And then like if you go into the character select or the character menu, like each character has a blurb on like what their role in the Omnitic Crisis sure. or Revolution was. But, but like but nothing in the question. game. Why yes. would you ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> because that just sounds so exceptionally boring. Because <laughs> this I game, did... <laughs> you just jump in and you shoot people. <laughs> like... I I watched all an hour and a, all the hour and a half of cinematic things they released in chronological order. Sure, and like the short films and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so like and then that stuff is like basically the framework. And I guess when the game boots up, Winston tells you what Overwatch is and like what the world is. Yeah, but there's then... that weird cutscene that you everybody skips. <laughs> so weird. And then and then uh but like after that, 
you immediately go into, oh, so the revolution is standing in a square for 90 seconds well, until it's blue. And it's like you're you're all fighting each other, but they're the same people on both sides. But right. some of them are good guys and some of them are bad guys. Yeah, your Reapers, all, your Widowmakers, your Doomfists, they're, they're all bad all boys. they're fighting on the same team always. Yeah, Reapers fighting with uh, the, the hamster that just wants to go on adventures. I just – it's very confusing, and then the sequel now is going to be like apparently going to have a big story mode. See, that's exciting. That, that sounds should, exciting. This should be interesting, especially if it's got co-op. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, that's that's a, my. I was about to say I can't imagine that they wouldn't let split screen co-op or something like. Oh, oh wait, no, well, no, no game will no. ever let that ever happen. No. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I mean, well, actually. With the new systems, I think here we go. Hopefully, it would be nice if developers thought about that, and you know, like uh, you're gonna have things like uh, you know, the new Devil May Cry Special Edition has like uh, four different graphics modes for different like things. So you've got like 4K and 30 FPS. Okay. Which, for I guess if you just wanted to look good, and then you've got like. 1080p and uh, 120 FPS. Uh, oh no, 60 for 1080p. And then you've also got one that just unlocks it and lets you go up to 120 FPS. Like, Ooh. so if if developers, it would be cool to have developers like use that kind of horsepower to uh, allow games to be split screen that maybe couldn't have been split screen. Yeah, in terms on, of processing. Yeah, yeah. on the current uh, software. Yeah, I think I think that it, it, it's the possibility is is there and it's definitely getting there even more so. I think that uh, maybe not Blizzard, but because they seem to get it a little more than most people because they let you play Diablo like split screen and sure, stuff yeah. or, like on the thing, which is cool. But like uh, most companies are just like no, because that's not two people that bought the game and two that people is... that have a PlayStation Network subscription yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I, I do think that is a big part of it. Uh... It just is a bummer because I do enjoy uh, a good local multiplayer. Yeah, they do all that. They all do. They do all that to get people to 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 do to buy the game, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, now it's just free. You can just have the game for free, like a year <laughs> I, later." <laughs> I gotta say, yeah, I mean that's the destiny route. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta say though, that is a reason for as awful and hashtag problematic Ooh. as they are. I, that's why I like the Call of Duty games because they always oh, sure. they always have a pretty good amount of split screen options. They do, yeah. They'll 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 let you do that. They may have taken away the entire campaign mode, but <laughs> they yeah. they will make up for it with yeah. some cool split screen and online stuff. Now they brought back the campaign mode, and you know, uh, yeah, and that, you know those games have their problems. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean they, I don't know. I love <laughs> I love I love simping for America and shooting the bads. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like going to shoot the bads in other places that aren't it's, America. It's really fun to go to uh, uh, Fictionalistan. Strawmanistan. <laughs> uh, yeah, set up our own uh, you know Banana Republic and I'll do all right. that stuff. Take, take, you know, in the, in the new one, we're going to get to take one for the Gipper, which is going to be really great. Uh, take one for the Gipper? Yeah. Ronald Reagan's going to be at the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, the big Gipper himself. He's he's like in the cutscenes. God, he's which, he's re- oh no. Which is kind of a funny throwback to one of the better moments in that series' history when uh, there was the hidden uh, zombie level in the first Black Ops. Oh right. It was like in black and white in uh, the Pentagon, and you play as. John F. Kennedy, Fidel Castro, uh, Robert Strange McNamara, and uh, Nixon. Was it, Nixon. Oh, I was going to say, was it Stalin or Nixon? I couldn't uh, remember. It's Nixon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's, that was pretty fun. <laughs> like, that no, that's was, fun. If we, if that we was can, pretty like, funny. I think, I think, like, yeah, I guess because it's like, and we've also – we're getting to the point where we can lampoon these things as crazy things from our past. Like, you know, Futurama's been making fun of Nixon forever. Sure. He's, like, taking on a life of his own as a head in a jar. Maybe, I guess, we're getting there with Ronald Reagan now? I don't know. <laughs> I, if, I gotta say, like, I will give total props. I will be singing praises if I play Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and uh, I get to shoot Ronald Reagan in the face. <laughs> I would buy it for that. If if that is a thing that happens, I will (laughs) buy every single Call of Duty game that has ever uh, released. They're they're slipping up if they're not including that and using it as a major marketing tactic, like when House of Wax advertised as watch Paris Hilton die (laughs) in this movie. Like, kill Ronald Reagan with a bullet to the fucking head. (laughs) Buy Um, Call of Duty, whatever the fuck, edition. uh, uh, Unfortunately... I think I think their major pl- uh, player base would not be moved. <laughs> they wouldn't be this. spurned to murder no. a, a dangerous I, conservative. I, I don't think that they would be fans. I, what I if think... it was? But there would be enough of their player base that would be cool with killing Nancy Reagan because she's a woman. So, <laughs> so if we get this two hander, you know, we might okay. get everybody. I, I take what I can get. If it's, this is. <laughs> That would be that would be pretty cool too. This is this this is the job I should have. I don't know why I'm not being what? paid to come up with this kind of marketing. Developing strategy. for Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I'm targeting incels specifically. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of targeting incels, of course, we're not we are not targeting incels on this week's Bleak and Review. We are targeting the thinking men and women of the world and non-binary folk alike. I remain Kevin Anderson. Mercifully short intro here. We're going to wrap that up. I'm glad you decided to introduce the show. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot this was a podcast and not just a couple buddies throwing down. Uh, of course, <laughs> of course, my buddy in question, you know her, you love her. She's on all the shows. She's Olivia Hydar from Conspiracy and from that's, this show. Yeah, that's, and those are all the shows. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's it. Uh, hi. Yes, it's me. Hello. Do you do you remember that one time we were at a show that you were on at UCB Sunset and the host was like, "What credits do you want me to bring you up with?" And I jokingly was like, "Oh, you she's been on my podcast, Bleak and Review." And she's like, "Okay," and just ran with that. <laughs> you know her from the Bleak and Review podcast. Nobody in here does. Hey, no, you know, I think that got me a little bit of audience goodwill. I think they were really in, you know, they're like, "Oh, I remember." You know, I of, they all were of course huge fans of Bleak and Review. Uh, 
Oh, the metrics, my dear, do not reflect. <laughs> all, all of those people who were drinking coffee at the UCB Sunset Cafe. Yeah, really? In that, in that giant, bright auditorium. God, in, the, in that church basement, uh, which oh, is right. <laughs> what that stage is. That's totally true, because it's got the low ceilings. It really, it's church, ba- low ceilings, fluorescent lights in a basement. <laughs> Uh, a lot of a lot of casual couches around. So, hey kids, we're cool <laughs> exactly, here. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> we're and just like hanging books, out on couches. Books are on the edge. All insp- <laughs> inspirational to our various faiths, like comedy, <laughs> comedy, stand up, telling <laughs> jokes, punchlines, setups, SNL coffee table book or whatever, and like. <laughs> Just a, a, a fucking uh, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a candlelit vigil thing, but it's Lorne Michaels instead of Christ. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, one day, one of the worst places in Los Angeles to perform uh, stand-up yeah. comedy. Yeah, I didn't see it. Like, I, I mean, I hear the other room there is good. The, uh, st- the actual like stage. Yeah, it's yeah, weird it be- for stand-up. It's like yeah. it's it's cool for sketch. Like I've seen, I saw a few sketch shows there, and that was cool. But it is weird for stand up because there's yeah. like it's like then in the main theater, there's just like this giant space between like the stadium seating and the stage. Oh, and this, yeah, there's like this crazy distance. It's that, it's like, really yeah. weird, really weird. Uh, and I'm sure and I bet everyone's loving this inside baseball. <laughs> this is this is. This is why they come back week after week. They want to hear. They want to hear about the former art form known as stand up. Yeah, the, yeah, the inside, yeah, these people. People used to go on stage and just say whatever they wanted, and other yeah, people grandma, would grandma, sometimes tell me listen. More. <laughs> yeah, back in back in my day, kiddos, we didn't have. I mean, you know, I, all these Zoom shows. Are like, uh, <laughs> We would get out there, you know. We would go stand in the corner of a bar. We would be actively ignored by people of all ages. I I once stood in line for three hours in a to get into a backyard in Hollywood. Uh, so I could so I could sit on the ground and watch sit on the ground behind a hundred other people and watch Mark Maron do a really drunk set. I watched Brendan Walsh not try that hard. <laughs> what? No, that doesn't sound very r- normal. That like, can't be there, right. He just went up there and was like, ah, women's titties. Ah, you're you're telling me Brendan Walsh didn't try very hard at stand-up oh, and yet God. killed? <laughs> That's a, that is shocking to me. It is. I mean, we've talked about this certainly at uh, off off cast, but just the the amount of distance I've had from stand up, and that you know you've had for. Uh, I mean, we've both had from for at least. I mean, that's six months at the very least. Is like, yeah. I am so there's so much shit that I am not I've, going I've, to miss. Yeah, <laughs> I've not performed regularly in like two years, except for like spotty shows here and there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And outside of, like, the stuff that I was running, like, my mic and my show, which, you know, the mic went for a few years. The show lasted about a year and change. Outside of that, I would do spotty shows as well. But, like, because I was always at my mic, I was, like, in comedy. But (laughs) now I'm so – I'm genuinely kind of, like, oh, it's good to be out of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially I can't imagine the conditions that would have to emerge 
in oh, order to I, ever get me back into a comedy area, like I mean, any sort of. <laughs> yeah, like I and I and it's still like I still see people posting stuff on Instagram about like we're gonna keep doing this show till the sh- cops shut us down for not doing anything safely. <laughs> like, yeah, that's real cool, guys. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, how many white guys were on that show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna risk my life to see seven guys named Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> They all just get up and perform the same set at the same time in unison. <laughs> That's actually not a bad <laughs> – let's get David Lynch on the phone and right. see if he wants to shoot this because that could be something. <laughs> oh, David, you're here. No, I, I'm just I'm just doing the weather report for – no. Oh, <laughs> no, I thought I almost got no. you. No, 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 no. L- listeners, I'm, stay I'm tuned. I'm not good at improv. <laughs> stay tuned, listeners. There will be – David Lynch on the podcast. Now, yeah, at some that was point. just me impersonating my good friend David Lynch. Yeah, that yeah, we, actually, I was yeah. hoping that he was going to barge in and keep the canon yeah. intact. Well, no, unfortunately, I'm in uh, Indiana and he oh, is right. still in California, so uh, yeah. it's hard for him to barge in right now. Yeah, he's directing a new big budget action film out here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's called The Weather Every Day. It's the best, <laughs> by the way, the absolute best thing that I do. Every day is watch David Lynch give his weather report. Highly recommend. Oh yeah, cannot, we've talked about this. It, cannot it, recommend it, this enough. Is this an Instagram thing? Where's he doing? No, that? it's on his YouTube channel. Uh, uh, David Lynch Theater, I think is what it's called. Sure. Uh, he has. It's just every day. He has a. He gives a little. Gives a little weather report and like a little pep talk. It's fucking great. That's actually it is, nice. It is. The most wonderful thing that I look forward to every day. We have I to love cl- it so we, much. It's good to have a thing to cling to. It really is. It's it's my it's my ritual. I mean, you've now. been back and forth across the country three times in quarantine already, right? Uh, yes. Oh no! Oh no! You just withered into a husk. Uh, yeah. No. It's yeah. No. It's fine. No, I was yeah. just saying. Like it's it's Shit been happens. like. I mean, you've had an excess, even more excessive 2020 than most people's 2020. It, it, yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't want to. I didn't get COVID or. No one in my family. Got I had one of those so pussies wanna, that got yeah, COVID. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I am way better than. So, no, but I mean, like, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. You know, uh, nothing like that. But just, uh, yeah, I I did drive uh, five thousand miles in a month, which is uh, some would say too really, many miles. I would say it was a lot. It was a lot. I don't mind. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy to do it, but. Uh, had I not had to do it, I would have also been fine with that. Yeah, and you would have been probably just as stoked about life. Like it wouldn't have been yeah, that much exactly. different. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah. So speaking of being stoked about life, this is a the pre-planned interview question I had uh, queued up. Okay. This is this sure, is a big sure, Olivia. Sure. This is a big Olivia type question. You know, like <laughs> okay. this. What is both your favorite and least favorite film that features a talking animal? Oh shit! <laughs> I was like, "What's oh, something lighthearted?" If I'm going to be high man. for this episode, I'd much rather just talk about animals. I really wish that I had had like even 20 minutes to prepare. <laughs> I should have told you before. Because... I could tell you. I could tell you. My favorite one is probably. Sure. Let's look at the juices going. It's probably Paddington Two. Paddington Two is definitely 
on my like high on the list. I'm just thinking about Babe. Sure, Babe Two and, and, and Babe Pig in the City, both of which I would would have to be at or near number one. Babe, the first Babe is an insanely great movie that I think does is is maybe even like underrated. Now. I think so too. I think they both are. I feel like people kind of write that off as being like just a chill, like a nice talking animal movie, which it is, but uh, it is also just goddamn brilliant. Uh, so let me think about worst with a talking animal. <laughs> yeah, and also I like that you're like, I wish you'd given me 20 minutes to think about this, and I'm like, just so 20 we- minutes is about how long I saw this question <laughs> taking, so this is great. <laughs> We're gonna Just figure because it out. I need to, cause, cause I have to you know, I have to go through in my sure. mind and think about there are because this is a a broad category. Very this big. Is, I mean that's the, anything from Charlotte's Web to like It's uh, an old genre. It's an old genre. Yeah, I mean uh, the the horse, you know, that one. <laughs> Mr. Ed. <laughs> I remember. Go, oh, Mr. Ed. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, you know, the horse. I was really trying to think of like talking horse movie because then I thought about uh, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Oh, I have not seen that. that. Well, and it's not a talking animal movie. Oh, that so it's is, an animal movie. It, it's an animated film uh, that features a horse as the main character but does not speak. <laughs> Uh, so it's it breaks a few of the rules that we've set up <laughs> right yeah and but there is like voiceover narration by i think matt damon oh uh well, that sounds fun but anyway yeah it, it's fine uh that's how i feel though uh, going back to what you were saying about babe and i think like paddington babe. and paddington 2 both, both of those also terrific films they i think they i think they luckily because they came out like more recently and there was more information to be had about films as they come out Mm -hmm. like i think if it came out around the same time with all the same beats and the same morals and stuff if it came out around the same time it would have been underrated too because everyone would be like oh that kid's movie with the bear you know (laughs) well totally yeah i mean that's the thing like kids films in general uh are kind of they kind of get second short shrift in you know Studios don't put a lot can have a have a habit of not putting a lot of energy into them. Right, uh, they're seen as like but, cash grabs meant to sell toys or right. video games and, or whatever. And then like you know, teenagers will never watch them because they don't want anything that is childish. I'm not and, a kid anymore. That was two years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot exactly. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. And then a lot of adults just you know. Well, unless they have so, kids, then they start seeing well, it. But like well, before and that, then there's yeah. the broader the broader discussion about the fact that basically every major re- film release right now is a kids movie in some way. Yeah, like, that's true. That's <laughs> everything true. Everything is just kind of aimed at everybody, which is kind of weird. Do you, but do you think that's because as, like the families at home and everything, and it's like we don't have any? There's no room for like a hard hitting. I'm I'm genuinely curious about that. I don't no, know. it's it. There, you know, I, I a lot of the stuff like adult dramas and that sort of thing that might otherwise get studio attention or getting moved to TV. Like studios don't oh, see money in it. It's, it's a whole thing. Okay. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as worst talking animal movie, and I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm considering, I'm just so you know, when I'm, where my <laughs> no, I'm, I, please, this is why I asked. <laughs> I, I, I'm of course thinking about the entire Alvin and the Chipmunks 
film series. Of course. Uh, Road Chip. All of which, well, oh, yeah, of course. Road Chip, <laughs> Chipwrecked. The, the squeakle. Uh, Chipwrecked is probably the worst one of I haven't those. seen, I can't believe but you've I, seen all of them. <laughs> I've seen at least Chipwrecked in the first one, and I don't know about the two in the middle. <laughs> Uh, well, I was working at a movie the theater. Life, oh, the, the life was leaving your eyes as you said that, though. It was pretty good. You're just well, like, I know thing, about this one. For one thing, I have a sister who's 14 years younger than me. Right. That'll so do it. That'll do it. I've seen a lot of kids' movies from, like, the mid-2000s. Second, uh, I was working at a movie theater when the first Alvin the Chipmunks came out, and so... Uh, it, it was. I just. It, it worked its it way easy. into your life. It, it was had. easy to watch. It just was. It was just there. Isn't David Cross uh, in that? It, David Cross is in all of them. Great. Uh, in yeah, it's very strange, <laughs> and he he hated it and was a real uh, catty bitch on uh, one of the talk shows about it. That but. doesn't sound like David Cross. Though. Oh, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Burning bridges. That's not David. Style. Well, he didn't. You didn't mention that he <laughs> thought he could say the n word also. So I didn't. It didn't sound <laughs> right, like. <laughs> yeah, no. he, he did. Well, he peppered it throughout his stories about Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipper. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Don't did, call okay. it a squeakle. We never left. <laughs> uh, so did did I? Don't think Ed in the film Ed. About the uh, monkey that played baseball. I don't with uh, <laughs> what? Wait, most valuable primate? No, well, I mean that's a separate. Uh, <laughs> I believe, I believe that one is about football. I think. I, I, think... I don't think it talks though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, I'm forgetting my own rules immediately. I'm right? Like, no, Wait, Airbud. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Airbud doesn't talk. Airbud does not talk. Uh, and the Air Buddies don't talk until like the Snow Buddies. What I about think, Space Buddies? Do they talk in Space Buddies? I think they talk in Space Buddies. Uh, <laughs> what a what amalgamation or like a tra- the transmogrification <laughs> of that series, which was like, what if a dog played basketball? And now they're just the buddies. Right. Like they just became. Well, a- technically, those are separate. It's a separate <laughs> the- franchise. They just have similar names. Wait, seriously. <laughs> I believe so. My world I don't view. know 100%. Unfortunately, I don't know every detail <laughs> about, about the shittiest stuff. Ownership of Airbud <laughs> and the and, and the Snowbuddies well, series. Then what the fuck am I why do I even have you on this podcast? Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there a hallucination of a animal talking in Birdman? Cuz oh, I, I, I would just love to be able to answer Birdman. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the worst talking animal movie. He's the bird, like the bird man. If he is to be taken. He, as yeah, but the he's bird. a man. But he's, maybe, he's a man. He might have feathers underneath. No, no that's fair. I love no, that. You just wanted any opportunity to dunk I, on a movie from like four I, I years just, ago. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It was, it came out six years ago. Oh, uh, and I, yeah, and I did hate it. <laughs> uh, I saw it once and I remember just uh, a lot of bongos and he kills himself or tries to. And then, like, it's surreal at the end. That's all I remember about Birdman. It's surreal at the well, end. That, I mean, there's a moment he, he, of attempted surreality. He, he, like, jumps out a window and then uh, Emma Stone looks out in wonder after him. He does. She doesn't look down at the street. She looks up. <gasps> I hate that fucking. That movie <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> 
Uh, it might be the no, worst talking uh, animal movie. I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, because now I'm also thinking about uh, one that you might Ooh. actually be a big fan of, Uh-oh. which is G-Force. Oh, I haven't seen G-Force, but I know it has guinea pigs in it, and I'm yeah, made very aware about, of how cute it probably is. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, they are all made of, like, CG goo. Oh. So I don't know how cute that's going <laughs> to, we'll see. You, they might be still cute. The gooey but, pigs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but that one's got Zach Galifianakis in it. Is that a good? Would you uh, put that is, on good or bad list? I would put that on bad. Okay, yeah. yeah. The G Force, the movie about super spy guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna put that one on the bad. But like, column. it sells itself through the door. Like, it's like super spy <laughs> guinea pigs. And what was uh, there was the cats versus dogs? What was the sequel to that one? Oh, um, cats versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Cats vs. Kramer. It was about a cat and a dog getting a divorce. It was Andrew Lloyd Webber fist fighting Michael Richards. <laughs> fighting over custody. <laughs> of the property of cats. Uh, it, wait. Okay. Oh. I haven't seen Cats. Oh, no, that's probably. I See, that, though, that's where the line of the genre gets blurred. Because technically, I believe Cats is a talking animal film, but typically, wouldn't a talking animal film be like, there's an animal and it's interesting and weird that it can talk and people are reacting to it? Or is it just sure. anything featuring a no, talking animal? No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Be, because in Babe, and sure, the yeah. animals only talk to each other. Right, 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 right. Uh, but no, I would say... Uh, <laughs> That wait, shit. Which movie were we just talking cats. about? <laughs> G G Force. The problem with cats <laughs> is that they are not talking animals; they are singing animals. Right, and they almost they, they almost never talk. They mostly yeah, sing. They I'm pretty positive that that uh, if it's anything like the musical, then it's all singing. And then unfortunately, I believe only because of one scene at the beginning, we are led to believe that they do exist in a world where human beings are real too, even though they're you know, yeah, no, essentially because they're cats. Because they're cats, but they look <laughs> no, but 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 they but they are cats. I know. What's the name of the thing? That's like the you know. Like, I think I'm having PTSD from that waking fucking vivid nightmare of a thing that I saw on Christmas with my family. Oh, I I told you my story. That... I told you the story about that, right? No, no, very, you didn't. very short story. <laughs> Basically, the story is uh, I go there with my family because. I make a joke to my sister-in-law. We should see cats on Christmas. And she doesn't know that it's the worst thing ever and just goes, oh, that's like a musical, (laughs) right? I like musicals. Buys four tickets for all of us on her phone without telling anybody. And so Christmas, we just have to go to cats. And (laughs) that's actually pretty, pretty low key sneaky. (laughs) That is actually how everyone who ever saw cats on (laughs) Broadway. Yep. Saw cats. Yes, was, oh, absolutely. I, that's a musical, right? It's about cats? Yeah, well, let's, let's go. Let's that's, get it. That seems very palatable. <laughs> and we, get to the, we get to the theater, and it's one of those ones where you can drink at. And right. I'm, I, order a J, I order a Jameson and Ginger from my seat, and the server goes, you sure you don't want a double? And I was like, why? She's like... <laughs> 
and uh, she's like, "Cause it's cats." And I was like, "Oh, you know, you've had to see this movie a lot." Like, okay, yeah, making it. I had four double Jameson. And Jesus, I got just shit faced during cats, Holy just shit. laughing hysterically in North Carolina too. Like right. it was all kinds of wild. So I do have a soft spot in my heart for cats, just because of the spectacle yeah. of the first time I saw it. But I would never watch it again by myself. It, it's on HBO now, so I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I, I think just you had, should, had the chance. I think you and I should do live commentary of <laughs> cats and release it as a podcast. I think uh, that would be really fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, just, all right. I'll I scrap just, that uh, idea. I just don't think there's anything that we could add to perfection, you know? Yeah. Like, Far be we, it for us to try to, to improve upon yeah, the formula. What, what are we supposed to say in the face of something like cats <laughs> meow <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so yeah that's probably the worst talking animal <laughs> that was very good my friend <laughs> this is why i don't smoke weed on the podcast uh so okay so probably cats is that's got to be top five worst i would say uh it's probably up there i i can't think of a lot of bad ones because i mostly like Oh, I mean, like, I, I, I don't really like the Aristocats. See, I don't think I've even seen that. It's, like, not very good. But, like, again, <laughs> there's no way, there's just, there's there's no way that it's as good as, like, that it's worse than an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Right. Or any, it's like, anything. It's just a anything, different era of bad. Well, just any talking animal movie that came out between 2000 and, like, let's say 2014. Basically, was not very good. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't there wasn't as much of a uh, creative boon in that department, like where you're getting like. I mean, I guess well, there, it's still it's still just kind of a, a what do you call it? shot like a like a little throwaway genre a little bit. It's just like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very it's it's very squarely in kids. Oh, you know what's the worst one? I just actually <laughs> I now I now know what the worst one actually is. I can't wait. Which is Nine Lives, starring Kevin Spacey. Oh my god! As a cat. Oh my god! What a fucking pull! <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think that's the one. <laughs> that's the worst. Is that the one where I he just, teaches all the cats I was, to play cards? <laughs> no, he like is a lawyer and he gets sucked into a cat. I don't know. I didn't watch that oh, fucking movie. What about that? Uh, it's got Kevin Spacey in it. You know what? I you know what I would put up though as a tentative contender because i think you're correct in saying that that's probably the worst one but because i haven't seen it and i don't think you've seen this either uh so we might not be able to tell but i think spies in disguise could be could be but but i haven't seen it i'm just assuming it might be the worst ever (laughs) here's the thing it has will smith in it love him that automatically means it's not going to be the worst that's true that's true i do love like that that is just facts Number two, it's called Spies in Disguise, <laughs> and he turns into a pigeon. So it's Spies in Disguise, Disguise, which is the name of the hip hop track that is probably going to go over the credits that Will Smith wrote. <laughs> yeah, what? What? No, what? We definitely... got Spies in Disguise, and we're coming to get you. It, <laughs> I, uh, I would bet money that it's actually a DJ Khaled. Track. I'm going to look it up right now uh, because because in DJ Khaled is an actor. In yeah, that well, film. of course he should be. 
<laughs> yes, he deserves it. If there's anyone who deserves a rich film career, it's DJ Khaled. Because he's just so yeah, talented. Like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people auditioned. Then DJ Khaled came in. He's like, you know me from another one and several commercials. <laughs> You know me from mostly not eating <laughs> pussy and saying another one. You may have heard. You may have heard that we the best. Who? We. And then that's it. That's all he needed to say. And okay, hold you know, on. his hold natural phone, charisma Olivia. and stage there presence is not just a, won them over. There is not a song on the soundtrack by Will Smith. That's insane. There's <laughs> uh, that actually no, I mean not really. Will Smith does not make music anymore. I'm pretty sure. He's putting stuff out when he needs to. You know, he'll do. He'll do like when he's yeah. in a movie. He'll do like the credits song or whatever. De La Soul is on it. Holy when shit! When was the last time that Will Smith did a credit song? You know, I was about to be like, I just heard one, and I realized that it was uh, the YouTuber uh, Demi who did uh, yeah, his Will Smith that's, impression. That's <laughs> you, you're thinking. You're thinking of all of Demi's wonderful yep. songs. Yep, yep, that's exactly Lo- what it is. Love him. Okay, so uh, <laughs> real quick, women, but real no, quick, it's got to be Hitch. I'm pretty sure. Hitch in 2005. I think the last that might be the last a, time a, a track, he, a song for a film that he was in. That's that's fair. That's fair. I'm, Let's see. I'm almost positive because I don't think he makes music anymore. I would be I have not heard new Will Smith tracks recently. <laughs> well, oh, that's because he's going under a bunch of uh, a bunch of aliases now and he's just doing it straight up like he's holding it down. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, but Jada, you know, oh, is bars. in a fucking dope ass uh new metal band. Yes, and has been on I believe was on the Spider-Verse soundtrack, I believe. Am I incorrect? Might be. I think that he does a verse or does a track on there. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this. We got okay. No, Jada. Jada. Pinkett oh, I was Smith. thinking of the other, the child. Sorry, I was trying to Jada research Will Smith, Smith, Smith a, too. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith is in a is in a metal band called Wicked Wisdom. That's fucking awesome. I have not it, heard it that. Fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> she puts on this crazy dread wig and like goes out and like rocks and she's like the vocalist and guitarist. I would be willing to bet that Will Smith put out a song for either Hancock. Or Men in Black Three, nope. <laughs> but uh, maybe Men in Black Three. But I would be surprised. It was probably but just a remix not... of the original, <laughs> anyway. I mean, or or nod your head. Ooh, uh, yes, we love it. But no, I I'm almost positive that there is uh, not a song for Hancock. Yeah, I mean, there and on the Spies in Disguise soundtrack, there was nothing there, and I'm like, that's a that sounds yeah, no. like a Will Smith track name. He, He's just – it's so <laughs> perfect. Would be a good one. It would be a good one. But he just – i uh, yeah, he has just completely shifted away from music in the last like decade. No, yeah, that is true. You know, that is years. true. I, mean, I think I think I did see a video of him rapping at Dougie Fresh's birthday party. Uh, Aw, that's awesome. <laughs> which is pretty great and I'll send you that clip if you want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably from cool. within at least 10 years from now, I would imagine. But uh we I mean, sure. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I doubt he is completely like <laughs> I'll never sing I'll again. I'll never rap again. I want to say no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
before we go uh, to plugs here, because we have prattled on about Will Smith and animal movies a bunch, we do need to come up with a definitive sure. list. Let's do a top three best and worst talking animal movies off, off what we just went through. Okay, I'm going to give Babe number one out of respect. Yep. And just because they really laid the tracks. Yeah. And then I th- and I think it's got to be Paddington two and then Paddington one. Yeah, I I pretty much have the uh the same the same thing except from my youth I would say that the original Doctor Doolittle was something that I very much liked as a child. Not this not this not this new one where Robert Downey Jr. is uh, right, on a yeah, crimson yeah. boat of the heavens. <laughs> oh wait, but so you mean Gene Wilder. Eddie Murphy? Or uh, I mean oh, okay. Gene Wilder's version. Gene Wilder, yeah, okay, yeah. I, the that, Eddie Murphy yeah. version but, I remember being okay also. I I yeah, I mean yeah I was a child when I watched it so it's, I have no no frame of reference I don't trust really any of my like beliefs yeah. on that stuff like I I have rewatched stuff recently to see if it still holds up and I'm like so it's about fifty yeah. fifty we're hitting fifty fifty that that sounds about right yeah so I'll uh, probably go Paddington two Babe two Pig in the okay. Big City just because like how often like it's a for a sequel that shit bangs no, look Babe Babe. <laughs> Pig in the City is maybe George Miller's second best film. Thir- maybe, sure. maybe third, maybe third. <laughs> he and this is a guy who has made like basically only good movies. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend watching every George Miller movie. It, it is people. a great, great time. Uh, and but Babe's top so, tier, top tier Miller. But I just think the first Babe. Like, it just is so perfect. Like, there's really nothing wrong with it. Babe Pig in the City, as much as I love and how – especially I love how fucking bonkers that movie is. (laughs) It has a scene where a dog is dying and goes to dog heaven (laughs) and can walk (laughs) instead of use a wheelchair. And then Babe drags him back to life. That's (laughs) – and that is the second time a dog almost dies on screen in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? A fair point to be made there, certainly. And it rules. <laughs> That's so good that a kid's movie is it doing screams that. Screams a dog's soul back into its, its broken body. so great. Uh, oh, I'm going to put uh, – by the way, I'm going to put on my number three – this is one we didn't talk about, but I think people slept on this as well. Christopher Robin slaps the newest Winnie oh, the Pooh that movie. Is, that shit was I, real I do good. need to see that. However huh? – Are those talking animals? They are toys. Are they not? They are not though. They are uh, – I mean in the in – the, uh, it's 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 a piece of magical realism where Hundred Acre Wood right. is the so, home of all these things. So they never break from that where they're like Calvin and Hobbes, where it's actually just a thing. Like they actually just well, exist. But that's because that is in the original books. I mean, it's all ba- Christopher Robin's imagination based on his like stuffed animals right. and stuff. Uh, so I I don't know. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't know if that one's going to pass muster. I might, I might have to call foul on that one. I think they might be toys. I don't know. I think, I think... Wendy the Pooh is definitely a toy. <laughs> yes, he, but he is a stuffed bear. Yes, but they are, they are, they are, he, they are. He has been in 
Yeah, no. They think, yeah, therefore, imbued, I, I have to invoke Rene Descartes real quick here and say they think, therefore, they <laughs> no, are talking animals. I'm, I am not denying <laughs> no, I know. that they have been imbued with sentience. Yeah, I don't think they bleed, though. And are living creatures. Yes. They, they might even bleed. They might, but they are living creatures. <laughs> if I, but they are not animals oh, Christopher Robin, that are alive Christopher Robin if you prick me do I not bleed lots of stuff <laughs> oh boo-boo. because then is because then is Toy Story a talking animal movie because Ooh, of Slinky Dog sure I mean I'll give it to Jim Varney <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jim Varney, yeah. There isn't the dinosaur uh, also. Yeah, that's. but those are like... And then there's Rex. But there's, and then there's, there's a like, bunch of scenes. I guess my differentiation is like, there's a lot of scenes where they are just toys. And like, the reality is like... But like, yeah, they can move later. But Pooh and all them, they like live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, yeah, you do have me there. But do they really live in the woods? <laughs> Or is uh, Ewan McGregor just losing his mind? I mean, not losing his mind. He just has embraced his childlike. I'm imagining. Look, haven't seen Christopher Robin in particular. It's in the same vein. But just having read a bunch of like Winnie the Pooh books, yeah. and like the, you know, seen a bunch of the cartoons and shit. I'm just imagining that it's they represent his like childlike innocence that he they is do, they lost represent, in adulthood. But I, all I will say is that Pooh comes from a portal in a tree to enter modern day <laughs> London at the time. And so it's like, he wasn't like a stuffed animal that he used to have and threw away and then came back with a vengeance, you know, Die Hard 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Which is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Die Hard 3, Uh, and it's not a Christmas movie. It takes place hot town, summer in the city. city. Back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. You gotta put respect in the name. (laughs) Been down, isn't it a pity? Look, and then there's Live Free or Die Hard. That's number four. And then there's Die Harder. (laughs) No. (laughs) It is... We have to go to a plugs. good day to die hard. <laughs> a good, yeah, good day to die hard. Yeah, a appropriately shitty title for, a, for that. Movie. Yeah, it's a terrible movie and just basically like one word different from an existing Bond property. I believe like it's it also seems like isn't it a, a Bond film is like a good day to. Die. It's a it's a Bondy title. It's a Bond. It's very Bond. It's Bond. It's got some bondage in it. It's got... It does have a lot of bondage in it, <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's an actual Bond title. No, though. no, but they all are like around that vein. Yeah, it's like yeah, to die I mean, over like, here. It's an, it's an extremely James Bond title. Take a left like, up a there, good, then die. A good day to die. <laughs> yeah, like you know, we got well, you know, maybe sometime in the next five to ten years, we'll be able to see No Time to Die sure. in theaters. Yeah, uh, no, uh, no time to die, Doctor Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That and and on that, that was unfortunately probably not like <laughs> the savviest comedic choice that you've ever made. That was a test to Just see. Just gonna if, be like up front. That was a test to see if anyone made it through all of our talk about talking animal movies. Jesus. <laughs> if I get cancelled oh then we're God. wait, no, Olivia, if <laughs> I get cancelled then we are interesting. <laughs> you you are cancelled and I am I am protected. I called it out. 
<laughs> Steven Spielberg is fine, but I'm canceled. And he wrote all well, those films. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steven Spielberg will probably be canceled at some point. Yeah, he's like, I, I was. I always said, as soon as Giuliani goes down, then Spielberg's going down. <laughs> Olivia. Yeah, and I, and I did hear that they caught Spielberg on in the new Borat yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking Borat up the ass or something. I don't yeah. Know. And he goes, ah, oh, you really are my new yeah. wife. And then, you know, uh, Steven Spielberg fucks him and then... Uh, and then and then Ali G comes in and goes word up and then uh, Bruno comes in and is wow. like I'm gay <laughs> and that's a pretty good this movie. This sounds like a very yeah that sounds pretty uh, par for the course. I'm glad that they're bringing back the Ali G show. That's good. <laughs> as as a... I know I'm, you keep trying to wrap it up and I'm not going <laughs> to let you. I'm going to keep finding tangents. That's okay because I my experiment has worked, which is if I smoke weed before the podcast, do I avoid talking about my depression? And yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> Look, it's 11 o'clock here. I could probably keep going for another like two, three hours. Yeah, just take some of that it's... acid. Oh, yeah, that, that would definitely help. <laughs> Drop acid at uh, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, no, no, that sounds healthy and normal. <laughs> I, I might do that. <laughs> Um, well, just in case you don't do that and you end up living through the evening, where can people find you? Should you wish to be found? What should they be listening to? What's going on? Should I wish <laughs> to be found? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my plugs, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you can find me at Hi There, Hi There on Twitter. I deleted the app off of my phone. Uh <laughs> That's just the most Olivia plug possible. <laughs> and uh, I don't have Twitter anymore. Right and I go watch David Lynch's weather report. <laughs> I I still I still tweet occasionally. You do. I see but, I see you on there. Yeah, it's usually it's like usually, an anime tweet. Yeah, I was gonna say it's usually like it's either a fifty fifty shot where it's gonna be anime or a cab. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, well, you know, that's the you're a multi hyphenate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Olivia then, Anime A Cab Hydar. <laughs> That's not a bad Twitter name. Uh, no, I, I might use it. Anime Cab. Wow. Anim- wow. Actually. Pretty good. Actually. Not bad. <laughs> so if you go follow Olivia and that's her name currently on Twitter, follow me at KB Anderson Yo and tell me <laughs> yeah. I'm good too. Um, and uh, as for other stuff, uh, hey, if you feel like it, you can go listen to uh, One and a Half Men title pending. We're going to probably call it Fun Hinged. I think that's a better uh, title for the new show. With me. Fun, Fun Hinged, Hinged, where we review excessive media. Uh, our next episode is going to be uh, diving into the gigantic world of SCP content. Uh, secure, contain, <laughs> protect. It's a very weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. I. You I'm showed familiar. me control, and that was how I first got involved in or aware of it. Totally control. Control the video game. Very influenced by SCP. Uh, that's very early creepypasta. Yes, absolutely. And people could go find that show for donating a mere $5 a month to patreon.com slash bleak and review. We also have episodes up right now about food wars, the anime. We've got episodes about Doki Doki Literature Club, about Jedi Mind Tricks, the horror core band, and uh, a double feature of Robert Eggers films, The Witch and The Lighthouse. So go okay. do all of that for five bucks. Wow. That's good. You probably love those. Affordable. Movies. I love the lighthouse. I thought it was. Yeah, awesome. I like both of the. I, I thought both of those movies were really yeah, good. Were, uh, I enjoyed them a lot. We kind of did it I as like we want to watch this, and it also yeah. was October, and it's scary. So let's just do it. <laughs> I definitely need to rewatch the the lighthouse. Yeah, uh, I because I 
there's a lot there. All right, here's what we're going to do, Olivia. We're going to do a, a limited release of a double feature where we do audio commentary for The Lighthouse and Cats. <laughs> back okay. to back. Yeah, no, perfect. <laughs> Probably yeah. in that order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and if people are interested, they should tweet at us about this. If we get more than one tweet about it, I'm going to convince Olivia to do it. <laughs> yeah, Rebel Wilson unzips her fursuit and there's like a, a fish body underneath there. <laughs> yeah. She unzips and then there's just like her innards are exposed and there's seagulls pecking at them. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rum Tum Tugger watches in, a man get killed yeah. by logs. <laughs> and it's in, and then it's all in four three aspect ratio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Olivia, always a delight having you on Bleak and Review. Of course. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, Thank you for having me. Of course. Me. We'll see you all next week, everybody. Olivia, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll see you next Friday. Yeah.